What's going on, everybody? This is the Grindhouse Syndicate, and I am a very horny old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that and that's the, my co-host Jordan. And today, and today we're gonna cover a very horny old lady movie, A twenty four in Ty West's uh, X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't tell you I was gonna. Um, that was gonna be my. That was gonna be my name for this episode. All right, I'm good. <laughs> I had to cut some of that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saggy, saggy titties and all. Oh man, yeah. I was gonna go with a. Uh, Kid Cuddy's big black penis, but <laughs> yeah, Brooke was arguing with me whether that was real or not. Um, it's like I, I don't know, man. That's, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I guess there could be. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think so. But yeah, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll touch on a little bit of uh, some horror news this week before we jump into this movie. Um, H24's Talk to Me came out this week and it is getting some really good reviews. It is sitting, uh, I believe, at a 7.5 out of 10 and a 95% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Oh man, holy shit, that's rare. That Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, anything good, yeah. You know, I I know Rotten Tomatoes is is always like a little higher when it first comes out, it'll drop down a little bit. But uh, I, I have been seeing some articles claiming it's like possibly the scariest movie of this year. Don't don't know if that's going to be the case, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah, well, definitely. That, that gets me a little more excited. It's a movie with a fucking like dead hand and it, in it. <laughs> anything A24. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'll give a chance. It's definitely. Um, even if it looks like a bad movie. But this one, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Well, we've seen the trailer for it. What did we go see when we seen the trailer? Maybe when we went and seen Scream Six. Yeah, I, I believe so. I was pretty, I was pretty excited to see it then because it just, uh, like, a, I don't know, it was kind of a unique idea, I guess. I know it's like a, a, uh, like a dead hand. I don't yeah. know, some kind of dead hand, and these kids or the, uh, I guess if you grab the hand for. I think it's thirty seconds. Thirty seconds or something. Or something yeah. You get some kind of crazy vision, and this girl steals it. And then uh, I don't I don't really know what happens when she steals it. Some she holds on to it for like longer than thirty seconds, and since I, you know, I guess she gets possessed or something. I don't know. This, this looks really cool. It's definitely an original idea. I will say that I've not seen that yet. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. I'm gonna see it. Can't wait to see it. It's doing really good. I'm really excited that it is getting some great reviews. That makes me even more excited. When we see it, we'll we'll definitely throw up what we think about it at some point. We'll make a at least like a little short episode or something about it. But yeah, so then we also have the Exorcist Believer trailer dropped. What did you think about that? Without going too far into details, there was some things that uh, I really liked, and there was some things that I think might not like as much. There was. As far as like CGI, uh, some camera tricks and stuff, I feel like, you know, that they do in every Exorcist movie that wasn't in the original Exorcist. 
uh, might be an issue, but I, I I will say the look of the movie and the makeup and stuff uh, I thought was great. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's it's they're, at least they're not re they're not I don't know redoing the the same movie. It is a, a continuation of the of the same story, and they they brought. Here's my theory. They bring the mom back this movie, and we already know it's going to be a trilogy. So I'm saying they kill her off at the end of this movie and they're going to bring the daughter back for the second movie. I think that's a, a, a pretty, pretty good guess. Yeah. Reagan, I, Reagan I think, comes back for, for the, for the next one. I think maybe they kill her off in the second. Well, I think they maybe keep her around a little bit, but that I, either way, I hope they do bring Reagan back. That yeah. would be dope. Yeah, there's some, I don't know, there's some good and bad. There's some good and bad about it. I mean, I wasn't, like, extremely excited, but, you know, I'm going to watch it. It's an Exorcist movie. I thought the trailer was done pretty, I really love what they did with the music in the trailer. But the movie does have a lot of those very familiar things that they do with all of the Possession movies lately. I, I don't watch a lot of Possession movies because I feel like it's the same movie. Uh, a lot of times. Yeah, that that's my only worry. Um, there's there's a lot of things that that wasn't in the original, like these camera tricks and like CGI body morphing and stuff. Um, that I think kind of sets the original apart from all other Exorcist movies since then. I just don't want it to feel like just another possession movie. Uh, uh, in ways, it it is going to be that though. I I really do think that it is going to feel more similar to all the possession movies that we see uh, nowadays than so much what was so great about the original exorcist. I don't have a lot of hope that it is going to be very similar to uh, that, the, the movie that we grew up and, and loved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope not. Green. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think you're right. I hope not. There's, um, there's some, some simplicity to the original like we don't need a uh, camera jumping around and crazy jump scares and stuff sometimes that just feeling like you're standing in the room why this is happening it is so much scarier yeah another thing is we literally just watched the saw is it saw x or saw 10 i don't know i for, can't for I, sake of this podcast we'll call it saw x yeah I, i'm not sure how many saws are saws there are any uh, at this point i've kind of lost track of the Saul story. I think there's, <laughs> there's 10, it's it not 10? counting the, the book of Saul. Yeah. Like actual on that, that, on that storyline, there's, there's 10. Yeah. I think this is number 10, but uh, we just watched the trailer and they brought John Kramer back. It looks like they're kind of returning back to that original John Kramer wants some revenge on some people who have wronged. Normally, it's that he wronged, they wronged some other people, but this time they have wronged him, and he's going after them, you know, setting them up with some torture traps. And I'm excited to see kind of that trip back to the original, because man, this story has has gotten so twisted, especially when they introduce so many of like you know Saul's henchmen people, like after he died, and other people took it over. That's when the story got kind of confusing for me. 
Yeah, you 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 literally got to watch them back to back because they jump back and forth so much, and then they you know they're just throwing throwing stuff in there from old movies and stuff you didn't notice, stuff that was happening in the background. So you you definitely have to watch them back to back. I assume we're gonna probably try to run a marathon before we go see it, but I will say <laughs> it looked like a Saw movie. Yeah, it did. That, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I would at some point, you know, on the show, I would love to do maybe a series on the saw where we kind of do. But that is a a really tall order because there are so many saws and to just to record that many episodes, but let alone to record and edit them and everything. Man, that's that's a big one. That is definitely a big one. Yeah, that's going to take some time. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You ready to get into X? Yeah, let's do, talk it. About X. let's do it. Well, I will say before we jump into this movie, if if you don't like this movie and you're kind of expecting to, you know, maybe hear some negative opinions from us about this movie, then, you know, maybe skip this episode because I, I fucking love this movie. I'm probably I don't have a lot of negative things to say about this movie. It's a very grindhouse type movie, and I love that. I love that style of movie. I love how those style of movies make you feel like you need to take a shower afterwards. Yeah, we we actually went and watched this one when it came out in the theaters, and it's one of those movies, uh, just the way it's shot and cinematography, you can tell 10, 15 minutes in, it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is this is definitely going to be a movie where we have a lot of good stuff to say about it. But yeah, we'll jump into it. So, X is a 2022 American slasher film written, directed, produced, and edited by Ty West. It stars Mai Goth as two different characters in this story, and it also stars Martin Henderson, Brittany Snow, Jenna Ortega, Owen Campbell, and Scott Miss Cuddy. Who is a uh, kid Cuddy? I don't. I know he's uh, like a hip hop. He's a hip hop guy. I don't. I don't know much about him though. Yeah, according to my wife, he's a rapper. I look. I looked into him a little bit. Not super familiar with him though. But uh, here he's been quite successful. I guess he's not like a newer rapper either. I guess he's been around for a little while too. Because he's kind of he's kind of our age. But not- he did fa- fantastic in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, him in this movie. I will say, yeah, he, he did do a really good job. He should take up an acting career. Well, he did, actually. I When I looked him up, he's actually been in a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, this okay. is not his first his first thing he's been in. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. He totally went in, and they were like, we need Jimi Hendrix in a porn, oh, yeah. and he, he ran it. Yeah. So the story follows a small group of people from, a Houston, from Houston, Texas, who gather to make a pornographic film on an elderly husband and wife's rural farm property, but they find themselves being threatened by a homicidal couple during the night. It originally premiered at the 2022 South by Southwest Festival on March 13, 2022, and it was released in the United States on March 18, 2022. The opening weekend made $4.3 million, putting it at fourth place for the weekend. Get this, though. It had a budget of $1 million. Well, it made back four, time, four times what they put into so, it, but so, that I, I am surprised by that. I thought it would have made more money than what it did. Well, 
you know, they made the movie for a million dollars and it made 11.8 million in the U S and it made 3.3 in other territories. So it ended up with a total of 15.1 million worldwide. Okay. That's better. Yeah. So it made you know, it makes 15, basically $15 million, but the fact that they made a movie this good with a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that shows with, I, I with think, the people that they had. I think if it. you look at like something like terrifier, terrifier too, it shows like you can do it, but yeah, that is impressive. They got a really impressive cast and, uh, in FX guys in cinematographer it was like i mean all, all of it's pretty good all the way around for a million bucks i mean a lot of your you know big time horror movies i mean like scream you know screams normally have budgets of what you know somewhere around like 20 million dollars yeah somewhere between 40 million <laughs> somewhere between 15 20 million dollars i think is a lot of the you know the, a lot of the bigger horror movies that come out you know like 15 20 million and you're talking about a movie that's this fucking good with this quality people. Everybody in this movie or that worked on this movie is really high quality people. And they did it all on a million dollars. It's fantastic. They probably saved a lot of money on sets. I will say that. They yeah. probably filmed it on primarily, you may know this, I'm not sure, but probably primarily on one farm, one piece of land, and then some some inside sets for the inside shots that that'll definitely save you some money yeah yeah um yeah we're well i think we'll touch on the set here in a minute but the set was probably very cheap very cheap it there was actually no there was no sets built on sound stages at all okay yeah but so um so a24 they announced the film in november of 2020 Principal photography started on February 16th of 2021. The movie is set on a small farm somewhere outside of Houston, Texas, but it was actually filmed in New Zealand. The props for the special effects were done by a Netherlands-based Mimic FX studio, and the makeup artist who did Maya Goff's pearl makeup is named Sarah Rubano. The pearl prosthetics and makeup would take up to 10 hours to apply, and require continuous touch-ups throughout the day. And props to both of them on that. Yeah. Fantastic makeup, and it takes a lot of dedication to not only go through 10 hours a day, but you're also juggling playing two characters. So Yeah, that's why I wanted to include them in there, because I thought it did such a good job. I, I definitely, wanted to, definitely wanted to put their names out there. I think they both deserved kind of... I mean, they're both kind of smaller, kind of smaller companies. You know, they, they're not... They're not huge, huge FX studio or huge um, makeup people. So, and and Maya Goth is actually the one who named Sarah Rabano because she was so pleased with how she basically applied her makeup. And so, I mean, she spends ten hours a day sitting in her chair, and then kind of has to deal with her, you know, throughout the day, constantly doing her touch-ups. But she had a lot of good stuff to say about her. Yeah, like I said, she did a fantastic job. Yeah. So the ratings, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and this is this is all very surprising. So Rotten Tomatoes, this has a ninety six percent. This seems like something that would would swing Rotten Tomatoes just based off the cinematography and the uh, the kind of smaller smaller feel to it. There's a lot of art that goes into it uh, to do cinematography like that. It's a, it's a timepiece and it's done extremely well. Yeah, and then IMDb gave it a 6.6 .6 out of 10. 
Letterboxd gave it a 3.4 out of 5, and Metacritic gave it a 79 out of 100. Its influences and things it pays homage to are The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, Hardcore, Alligator, and Debbie Does Dallas. Well, you can feel that, though, in, in, in the movie very early on. So... Our main cast is My Goth, who plays Maxine and Pearl, Brittany Snow, who plays Bobby Lynn, Jenna Ortega, who plays Lorraine, Scott Miss Cuddy, who plays Jackson, Martin Henderson, who is Wayne, Owen Campbell is RJ, and Stephen Yuri, who plays Howard. It's, I think there's only 12 people in the whole cast. Yeah. Very small cast. Yeah, they definitely didn't have to worry about too many extras or anything. No. Uh, so you ready to jump into the plot? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. So here we are in 1979, and we get a shot of some police officers on a desolate farm in rural Texas, and they seem to be investigating some dead bodies. And they enter a farmhouse basement, and they are shocked by what they find, which, you know, we as viewers do not get to see what, they, what they're looking at. We pretty much just jump to... We jump to a black screen and then pretty much go to a uh, go to the next scene. This movie, I don't know if you realize it, but we don't get any credits or a title card until the end of the movie. No, didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no credits, no names in the beginning. There's no, you know, no X or anything at the beginning. This movie just goes straight into the movie. Kind of got that grindhouse feel. I fucking think that was a fantastic idea. I love it. But then we jump to 24 hours earlier in Houston, Texas, in what looks to be in the back room of a strip club. We meet an inspiring adult film star, Maxine, and her producer boyfriend, Wayne. I, you know, I really love this whole group. I love all these characters. Yeah, I think everybody did great yeah. as, as far as the actors playing the characters. You got old, old Wayne, the, the get-rich-quick scheme. I, yeah, I like, I like him, though. He's great. So... We learn that Maxine and Wayne are taking a road trip with fellow actors Bobby Lynn and Jackson, an amateur film crew, RJ and his girlfriend Lorraine, and they are going to film a pornographic film for the up-and-coming home video market. It's <laughs> a big deal. Yeah. The fact that there was a time where like home video didn't really exist and somebody's plotting, you know, like to make money. Like this is the future. People watching TV, like movies at home, is the future. It's some a lot of people made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. well, here we are doing a, doing a show about home video stuff. Good old VHS. Yeah. yeah. But Wayne is convinced that the home market is the future of porno and will make them rich and well-known. And RJ, a film student, believes that he can make the movie with a more cinematic touch than just a regular sex film. Yeah, there was a, what do you say? There was like a quote he said, a good, dirty film. I think that's what he said. <laughs> a good, dirty film. Yeah. Lorraine doesn't really seem impressed with this idea or any of the people on the trip, though, besides RJ. She is definitely that girlfriend who's not, I don't know, she's just not friendly. She's very, very conservative, not yeah. very warm to the idea no. of uh, making a porn no, but that changes. You know how many horror films start off with some friends riding in a van smoking a J in the seventies? Probably a good bit. Yeah, I love how they it's kind of started. included that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so on the drive out to the farm, we get an interaction between the characters. And this is where, you know, we kind of learn a little bit about them. And we learn that, you know, Bobby Lynn and Jackson are kind of dating. Uh, Bobby Lynn understands that looks don't last forever. And she wants to pretty much cash in before she gets too old. Wayne is just always looking to get rich. And he believes he has a special eye for what he calls the X Factor. Maxine wants it all, the money, the power, and the fame. She wants the whole world to know who she is, and she believes that she deserves the wealth and the power. And she has like the saying she keeps saying through the whole movie, like, um, what was it? Like, I I don't deserve a life. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Something like that. I don't know. Something I, I didn't. I did, like like uh, the quote, uh, I've been patient my whole life. I'm tired of waiting. Yeah. Wayne's like. Well, well, that's that's something what the preacher is about. It's something the preacher keeps saying too, because like you know, later on you make that connection. But there's yep. the preacher keeps saying this this same yeah. saying over and over again, and that's what helps you make the connection. I wish I would have wrote it down though. Yeah, it's it, it clicks at the end. It's something like you know, I don't deserve like I, so you know, she, it's it's she has it in her head that she deserves all of this fame and wealth. Like for some reason, She's she just deserves it. A very um. Very narcissistic. very narcissistic, yeah. very narcissistic vibes. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And you can pick that up very early on in the movie, and it's like that throughout. Yeah. So they also come, they also come across a truck that has hit a cow while crossing the road, and the special effects on this cow are fantastic. Yep. I was gonna stop you there if you didn't mention the cow. Yeah, the I was cow gonna is... skip that part, but then I was like, man, I got to include yeah, this you, cow. You got to. You know how much time they probably spent building that yeah they probably went to like the grocery store and picked up like went to the butcher sheds probably actual cow oh man it was great it's good i just i thought it deserved to mention it serves really no purpose to the story uh i think the only thing it really adds to the story is maxine sees it and she hides her face and she's like oh i hate blood and guts which is really interesting because you know what happens at the end the rest of the movie a lot of blood and guts but uh, I think that's really the only, I don't know, really the only thing that it really serves to the story. Kind of sets the feel uh, from a viewer's standpoint that you're about to get a movie with some good practical effects. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the group arrives at the farm that's owned by Howard and he shows them to the guest house that they have for rent. And he seems, you know, very upset at Wayne that he didn't tell him he was bringing other people. I guess he just told him, you know, he's coming by himself. And you will find out later on why they really only like to rent to kind of a uh, single, just one, just one person. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're okay with just renting to two people, but not so much a group of people. But, uh, you know, with a little extra money, they end up letting them stay. And uh, Wayne ends up admitting to the group that he didn't inform Howard of their plans to shoot the porno here at the farm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I'm if i in that situation, I'm definitely not telling somebody that I'm running out your farm to shoot a porn. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I I'm, would not have told him that either. I'm surprised that everybody else was surprised that he didn't say anything. Well, I don't think everybody else was surprised. He the only one that cared was Lorraine. Well, yeah, that's true. Because then, then uh, she gets called a prude by RJ, which comes back to bite him in the ass oh, yes, later on in this movie. Poor fucking RJ. Yeah, he has a hard day. <laughs> but they waste no time once they get there. The uh, The first scene is filmed between Bobby Lynn and Jackson, and this is where we get a sex scene with Brittany Snow. 
And uh, I mean, there's really, you don't really have to say much more about that. Uh, it's Britney Snow. Good stuff. Yeah. Britney Good Snow stuff. is a very, very attractive, very attractive woman. She has been in um, a few horror movies. I think most horror fans know who Britney Snow is. And the fact that, you know, we get this scene with, with her in there is, uh, it's a, it's a great part of this movie. Yeah. One thing to pick up in this scene is Lorraine holding the boom mic. And it is very obvious that she is now very intrigued and in what is going on. I actually did not notice that because yes. I am looking at Brittany Snow the whole time. Yeah. Oh. Well, she's definitely, uh, Knowing the story and going back and watching it, she, you can tell oh. that she's that's her first sign of she is very uh, intrigued as a, a good way to I have say like it. no memory. She's turned on. I have like no memory of her in that scene at all. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I, I don't I didn't even realize the camera ever even shows her. Uh, but uh, so after this, after the sex scene, I, I love this one. of My favorite parts of the movie after the sex scene, you know, Wayne and RJ, they go out to the hallway and they're talking about how great this scene is. And Wayne tells RJ to feel how hard his cock is. Yep. <laughs> and yep. RJ does. I would not have felt <laughs> another man's cock. I put that in my notes. Oh, what my the fuck? God, I fucking love And RJ literally reaches over there and puts his hand on on Wayne's, you know, penis. And it, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> he, he wanted to know how good he was shooting this movie. Now he knows. Oh, man. Oh, I love, I just love that. It's such a little, just a small, it's just a small part, but man, like I really love Wayne's character. He's, he's fucking hilarious, but yeah. So while this is going on, Maxine starts to wander the farm and she discovers a large pond and she decides to go for a short swim and she, and we see that she is unknowingly being watched by Howard's wife, Pearl. And is this, I think this might be the, is this the first time we see Pearl in the movie? So actually when they first go up and Wayne almost gets shot with the shotgun yeah. when he first pulls up. Mm -hmm. uh, so when they're pulling off, you actually see them looking up and Pearl is standing in the window, but she's further back. So you can only see her silhouette, but you can see that. That somebody is is standing there. I think it's Maxine looks up and they kind of look at each other. But this particular scene at the lake, I, I love the way this scene was shot. I did want to mention that uh, you get a great shot uh, straight back into the woods, and Pearl is already giving off super creepy vibes. She is a weirdo. But yeah, so we also get a glimpse of this very large alligator in the pond who is also stalking Maxine damn she's getting she's getting it from land and water she is she's this, getting double teamed and she's not even in the house this this part where she's swimming to the dock and this alligator is swimming after her is a very uh i guess like a very anxiety inducing scene like edge of your seat yeah, yeah. and it, the thing is is she doesn't what i liked about it she she never even knows that it happens like you're you're they have a great overhead shot over the lake mm -hmm. that they probably shot with with the drone but it, it's it's perfect um she, she i don't think she ever knows about it when we went and seen this movie i was not very familiar with with uh, my goth and i thought that Brittany snow was probably the lead though you know the lead uh character 
in this group. And I totally thought that Maxine was, you know, going to get eaten by the alligator. I thought she could definitely be the first of the group to die. Yeah, if you watch this and without watching a trailer going into it, you you would totally which we did and it, yeah yeah it, we didn't watch any trailers yeah, and it has it have has you on the edge of your seat for sure and I I love the fact that she never even notices how how close she was to being eaten yep but yeah so um after Maxine leaves the pond she wanders the farm she wanders to the farmhouse where she gets invited to sit for lemonade and talk with Pearl. And Pearl expresses envy for Maxine's looks and her youth, and she ends up kind of touching her in an inappropriate sexual way, and Maxine gets upset with Pearl. But, you know, right as this is happening, Howard is returning home from the store, and Pearl tells Maxine to leave out of the side door as to not cause any trouble for everyone with Howard. And Maxine then returns to the guest house where kind of a frantic Wayne has been looking for her. And it's now her turn to film her scene with Jackson in the barn. And uh, they're actually fucking in this nasty barn with real animals. Yeah. um, Like, oh, man. So a couple of things there. For one, who the fuck just walks in somebody's house without being invited? Um, Yeah, it was weird. And that's that's you. You already see part of her narcissistic personality right off the rip just walking in there i thought i thought that was very weird and also if you're not going to tell somebody that you're filming a porn on their property you probably shouldn't sneak into their barn if you don't want them to know about it that's probably a bad idea i think what's interesting too is when pearl tells her to be quiet and kind of sneak out of the house uh, if you go into this not knowing anything about the movie, you at this point think Howard is the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of think Pearl is being like abused or something, and that they kind of make you look at Howard as he's probably the guy that you want to watch out for. Yeah, they definitely kind of play it off as Howard is the, I don't know, almost like the killer and maybe the bad guy. Yeah, maybe and maybe Pearl is just. She's kind of needs Howard. So, I mean, what's she going to do? Like, she can't physically stop him. She can't really afford to call the police on him because she needs him to survive. She's definitely getting like kind of more of the the victim. I don't know the victim role here. Yeah, absolutely. And then he notices the two cups in the house, too. So yeah. He knows. And at, at this point, you're kind of thinking like, oh, shit. Um, you know, maybe Pearl's being abused, whatever the re- maybe she's killing dude. She's being dragged along. But you definitely think at this part of the movie that Howard is the bad guy. Yeah. So, you know, why they're, you know, fucking in this nasty, smelly barn with these cows. Pearl is watching Maxine and Jackson's sex scene take place through a dirty window in the barn. And Pearl becomes highly aroused and starts imagining herself and Maxine's position on top of Jackson. And this is. Uh, I really, this is kind of our first look into the kind of sexual brain of Pearl, which becomes a, not a, but the kind of the main thing that really has this story, 
this story really going. I don't know. We got a little bit of a glimpse of it, though, and she's kind of touching her in the, in the house, too. Yeah, she's just creepy all around, and she's got some serious sexual, like, one of those people who sex is a big part of her, you know, what's going on inside her head constantly. It's it's definitely a driving factor, and it's just, oh, it's, yeah. it's very, very creepy. Yeah. Also, during this next sex scene, too, is uh, so at this point, Lorraine is not just in- intrigued. She's, she's she's pretty turned on. This one. That's when you start kind of. Dude, I have Lorraine, did not, not paid any attention to yeah, Lorraine. This is when you start thinking uh, <laughs> Lorraine. Well, I looked at it because you kind of want to see her expression. Like, was she already thinking about doing this before the scene in the house that's coming up? Whether she starts asking questions. But no, they actually show you very early on that uh, she's. She's very curious. And by the second one, she's pretty turned on. Yeah, I'm missing everything with with Lorraine. Somehow, I just, I don't know. I never really even thought to, I don't know, pay attention to what was going on with her over there. Yeah, so Pearl then returns home and she begs Howard to make love to her. But he refuses, claiming his heart is too weak. And then it becomes dark and the group in the guest house starts to unwind they eat some sandwiches and they have some beers and uh, Lorraine asks some questions about the morality of what the girls do for a living, which they give her an, an explanation that, you know, makes her see it in a different light than, you know, how she has seen it before. Yeah. RJ opens his mouth again, telling her it's just a movie, which also ends up kicking himself in the ass. Yeah. This, this scene here makes a lot more sense since you kind of pointed out, her, I guess, I guess her her facial expressions it's and stuff, very, and the uh, very intrigued. To me, this just came out of the blue. Like I've never really looked at it any differently. But uh, so yeah, she's pretty much kind of asking these questions, and they're they're given they're given pretty much their explanation, and and she's kind of she's kind of liking it. She's kind of seeing it from their point of view at this point. And after that, we get a Jackson and Bobby Lynn duet of Stevie Nicks's Landslide. This beautiful, beautiful cover. And I will say that this is the only scene in the movie that feels a little out of place for me. Uh, I, I thought it was really good. I don't I thought kn- it was. I thought it was really, really done super well. It is. I don't know if it's the song. I, I don't know, I but don't they're, know. they're flashing back to Pearl. Um, and she's, and, and she's weird, very she's, depressed. She's doing weird shit. Yeah, she she's very depressed. They're flashing back to her, and it's it just kind of fits. It's almost a look inside of what the feel of the song, at least, of what Pearl's feeling at that time. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it may, might be the song or something. I'm not really sure. I think that it was done really well. Like I just can't really pinpoint why that scene feels really weird to me, though. But I do have I do have something that about this scene in particular, this whole entire scene of them just kind of hanging out in this room and pretty much what this scene in particular and this whole entire movie. But, um, you know, my a thought I have about it. So one thing about this movie and this scene in particular is it's got that whole like don't judge a book by its cover thing. Like, yeah, these people are in the second sex industry and yeah, they're making porn videos. They drink a little bit. They cuss. They show their naked bodies, but they're not necessarily bad people. Like they're very respectful to Howard and Pearl. 
they they try to help Howard out. They try to help Pearl when they think that there's something going on with her. Um, we see which we see later on in the movie. They try to help Howard when they when they're trying to look for her when supposedly she's sick. They go out in the middle of the night to look for her. Like realistically, this group of people is n- just because they do this for a job, even though like society might look at them as they're bad people. In reality, they're they're the good people in this story. These other people who don't do these things are the ones who are murdering yeah, people. That's a good point. Yeah, you could totally see yourself sitting there drinking some beer, sitting with them while they're they're hanging out. And yeah, like bad people. Yeah, when you look at them as you know, the end of the day, when because they're really doing this for a a for work for a job. Except, except Bobby Lynn, she really likes sex. You can tell if this wasn't 1979, she would have an OnlyFans. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But you know, they're just sitting there at the end of the day. They're with their partners or whatever. They're you know kind of hanging out. They're just having some drinks. Like there's nothing really bad happening. There's no violence. Not speaking to each other in any terrible ways. Not doing anything bad. And you know. They do, you know, try to help each other or help people during any of these situations. And I think it does a good job of just because they do this certain thing for a job does not paint them as actually bad people. And I think that's one of the things this movie is really good at showing. Yeah, I agree with that. They definitely just seem like normal people Yeah, doing it for, for a job. Well, literally doing it. Yeah, <laughs> normal people doing it, doing it on on film. Um, yeah, de- definitely pretty chill people. And and until the next scene for RJ, and, no, I, which at this point I would, we'll we'll, we'll get on to yeah. that. So after um, so after landslide unplugged, Lorraine decides she wants to participate in the porn movie by filming a scene with Jackson. And RJ debates de- debates with her about doing the scene and initially refuses to film it. And Wayne takes him outside and he convinces him that if he wants to salvage his relationship, then he will allow her to do the scene. RJ then, with a very blank stare, films the additional sex scene with Lorraine and Jackson. I, I fucking hate this part of the movie. <laughs> like, I, I wish that they would have made RJ a, a hateable character because he's not a hateable character at all. He's just a normal guy. And you feel so fucking bad for him like there's no way in hell i would have been convinced i'd have been like okay i'm done with her you guys can fuck off i'm leaving like there's no way in hell i'm being convinced of that and lorraine throws his his prude comment back at him too his original uh, don't be a prude comment mm-hmm. in in the van yeah she throws it back at him at that point i'm i'm out of there and there ain't you would you would have to put a gun to my head to get me to film that. Yeah, you know, there's a the scene where they go outside to talk about it. This is another this like Wayne. You know, Wayne says a couple of things I really like, but one thing I really like is you know RJ's like, well, you know, she's not like that. She's a good girl, and then Wayne said, none of them are nice girls. Yeah, yeah and I just love that because you can tell Wayne has, um essentially been kind of he's been on the receiving end of of girls doing terrible things to him at least concerning sex or money rj <laughs> kind of times <laughs> rj kind of trips himself up too in his anger he kind of he makes that comment and it kind of sounds like he's trashing 
Yeah, uh, well, I think the he, other I girls. Think, I think he probably does. He, really he was, but I didn't realize that he, you know, he vocalized that. But yeah, he steps in shit a little bit there. But uh, despite that, there's no fucking way Wayne would have convinced me to film that. He's just like, oh, she's gonna do it anyway. Well, if she's gonna do it anyway, I'm not gonna be filming it. Yeah, man, what a what a terrible situation that that ended up becoming. Yeah, yeah, it makes makes you feel horrible for RJ. Yeah, and then pretty much, you know, RJ's RJ's time from here on out is really, really bad for yeah, him. Yeah, ever since they did the was a Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah, that everything the goes Nicks. fucking downhill. His for landslide for that. RJ. That was, like that, was that was for him sitting in the shower, like sulking crying. after having a video. This shit, he's crying. And then, and it's like when you think it couldn't get any worse, it gets. He way runs worse. into Pearl. Yeah, who who wants to fuck him? Yeah, yeah. So later, a devastated RJ, he decides he's going to abandon the group on the farm in the middle of the night, and he's going to steal Wayne's van. I'm with you, RJ. I'm with you. I, I mean, blame you. I mean, I'm stealing Wayne's van. That sucks. Yeah, fuck Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but he. <laughs> And he goes to pull away in the van and he sees Pearl standing in front of the lights. And he gets out and tries to help her. And she tries to fuck him. I guess, I don't know, I guess that's the simplest way to put it, you know. And uh, he says no. And she responds by sticking a blade in his neck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty gruesome. They also have Don't Fear the Reaper playing yeah. in the background, which always always takes me back to rob zombies halloween because that's the song that's playing when young michael myers kills his sister when he first kills and that's what she's listening to that's what's playing in the background every time i hear it in horror movies that's that's, that's the first thing i think of yeah so rj he falls to the ground in front of the van pearl climbs on top of him and stabs him repeatedly until he has no neck basically left <laughs> yeah this scene is the practical effects are amazing this the cinematography how the blood sprays up on the headlights and kind of turns the scene red but it's one of those scenes where it's it's really uncomfortable because not only does he get stabbed pearl like straddles him like almost sexually yeah i think that's on purpose and then starts stabbing and it's one of those scenes where it just goes on and on and on. Like you think it's going to be over and then there's 10 more stabs and it pretty much almost decapitates him. Uh, it was a fantastic kill. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll throw in there real quick kind of how they did it. So what they did was the, you know, the FX team, they built a neck and head uh, of RJ's pretty much, um, pretty much from the, I guess from the neck or shoulders up. And then they actually had a uh, a guy. Um, let's see, how do you do it? He, it was his body, so an actual person's body, and he he got on the ground, and then they kind of dug a hole for his head and neck to go into the ground in this hole, and then they placed this fake head and neck over top of that. So pretty much the, the fake head and neck matched up with his body. And so when she was stabbing, she was stabbing the fake head and neck. And then the real person, the FX guy's body was doing the twitching. That's how they were doing the, the body twitches. Well, props to the guy who set that up and the guy who put his head in that hole. Cause 
uh, I don't see where his head would have went. Yeah, but they, they, I guess through camera tricks and the way they filmed it, it was it was done fantastic. Yeah, it's it, it's really hard to. I wish I wish we could have seen that because that's how it was described described when I when I was reading about it. But yeah, the, so when she's straddling the body and she's like just stabbing, that is the actual FX guy's body. She's kind of just straddling the and, and that's also like because they needed the body to twitch too. Um, and, but they needed, um, they needed her to stab the neck so many times that the head would actually de decapitate. Mm -hmm. It was a total yeah, OJ yeah. Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was rough. It was fantastic though. Uh, oh. a shout out to the FX team on that. Mm. That's like, that's the first time. Cause at this point in this movie, you're kind of like, where the fuck is this going? Like if you didn't see the preview, you're like, what What the fuck is going on here? Like, it's very, like, you know, you think Howard may be a bad guy and these people are going to make a porn, but this scene, when this happens, you realize Pearl is fucking crazy. Like, you already knew she was creepy, but now you know she's the bad guy. But she stands up, too, after this, and then she dances. She dances, And yeah. then you're like, okay, she's been fucked up for a long time yep and one thing and this this probably just me picked this up i don't think it was done on purpose or anything but when she's covered in the blood and the the red headlights are shining on her and she's dancing she almost looks a little younger oh i didn't uh, know it's, it's weird yeah i don't know if they did it on purpose but she almost looks a, a little younger like killing them is almost taking a little bit of their youth mm. away uh, their attractiveness that she's so desperate for. Yeah. So uh, Lorraine notices RJ is missing and she asks Wayne for his help in finding him. And they end up splitting up and they search the farm in the dark. And Wayne goes to the barn thinking RJ is sulking in there with the cows. I guess that's where you go when you're sad. Yeah. And the cows apparently. are sad too. And you got Lorraine's like, I hope I didn't hurt him. <laughs> like, well, he only vocalized that he didn't want his girlfriend to fuck another man and he definitely didn't want to video it yeah. and then she's like oh no I, I hope i didn't hurt him like it, no shit yeah so uh i don't know why i have no idea because it's kind of dumb but i really love the the whole entire image of wayne in his tidy whities <laughs> walking up to the barn and he's like rj you in there brother I don't know why I, I just find people to say brother at this. It's funny to me. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know why it's funny, but him just in there, brother. Uh, and he's explaining pretty much how women break hearts. And then he steps on the nail. I love the nail. <laughs> I it, mean, his whole, his, his whole lead up to his death is, and his death is so, fucking great it's so funny the guy who plays him did did great with yeah. this too like acting through this and staying in character and doing the whole like as it i mean when he steps on that nail and you see it when he pulls it out like it it makes your foot twitch there's a lot of blood too yeah there would be yeah God damn it rj i stepped on this nail and he's talking about like uh, getting tetanus i'm or gonna something. get tetanus from yeah. this come on brother so he ends up stepping on this nail while he's while he's pretty much looking at his injured foot. He sees something moving through a um, I guess it's like a hole in a in the barn wall. Yeah, it's like three three holes in the barn wall. And yeah. uh, he ends up 
kind of peeping through the hole and Pearl shoves a fucking pitchfork through the hole into his eyes. Yeah, you you know when he starts looking through those holes, the the way they set oh, the yeah. camera up in the oh, scene, yeah. like you're just like, you know, this guy's eyes are about to get just obliterated. Yeah, it it kills him instantly, and then here comes one of my favorite parts of this movie. So she comes into the barn, and she kind of walks over to him with the pitchfork, and she does like the weakest shittiest little stab of him in the back with the pitchfork. <laughs> I actually I love this scene though because the way it's shot like there's no camera tricks it's it's there's nothing ridiculous no. like it's it's all like super quiet and yeah. she just you know waddles her way over there and just slowly it's so like an old person kill like yeah it is it is and then but she, it, it, but she's a savage and, and then she, really she starts is. trying to cover him up with these little tiny bits of hay <laughs> yeah that that, <laughs> that part i do love too. i mean she's tired she's tired from those 35 fucking stabs to the neck of and then getting rj's body out of there she probably ain't got nothing left in her she's scooping up these little bits of hay and just <laughs> like spreading it over his fucking yeah, she's body. gonna she's gonna cover his body with some straw and spread this spread this Hey, oh, out. man, it's so great. <laughs> hey, but what, I mean, what else is the pitchfork for? Yeah, it's for moving hay. So, <laughs> so while Lorraine looks for RJ, she's confronted by Howard, who he's looking for Pearl, and they agree to help each other look. But Howard tricks Lorraine, and he he traps her in the basement. And while she's down there, she discovers a naked male corpse hanging from the rafter. Mm. yeah yeah that's so that is what the cops see in the the very first scene where we kind of see them discover something in the basement yeah this is this is never touched on again in the movie actually because uh the first time i seen it i was in theaters obviously you couldn't stop and go back i was like was that rj but uh i mean it's just never mentioned again but you end up finding out like later on when you can actually watch it and pause it, that it's not RJ. It's a guy he's hanging up there by his hands, which her old ass would have never been able to get RJ up there by herself. He's got some uh, ligature wrapped around his neck and his pants are pulled down to his ankle. And one thing that is uh, noticeable in this is around his crotch area, there's a lot of blood. So it looks like Pearl has been doing something sexual at some point with his body either when before he died while he was hanging there or after just gives you some insight on how sexually fucked up pearl is yeah so there is a little bit of information on him yeah i think I in think, the movie but i think yeah i think i know what it is but uh we'll talk about it later yeah yeah i don't want i don't want to drop that one yet yeah, I think I know what you're. But it is actually with. like one of the most. I think that's probably the most like asked question about that movie when I was kind of like looking through for stuff. And uh, there's only one bit of information, very tiny bit of information about him. And, yeah, uh, we will we will talk about it in a little bit. If it's what I think it is, I I didn't notice it. Um, I didn't any either. of the times yeah. until until I read about it. Mm -hmm. What it was what it was speculated to be. Yeah, so um, so then Howard, he goes to the guest house and he asks Jackson to help him look for Pearl. And uh, that is this is this is where we get the very long, very long penis. 
Yeah. Very long yeah. swinging sure. swinging penis. Yeah, just dragging on the floor. I wonder if much. Howard. I wonder if Howard <laughs> noticed that. It's that got that. He's got a third leg out. That's why he. <laughs> that's why he. That's why he does what he does with Jackson because he's like Pearl sees this. <laughs> we'll never get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, she's never gonna get rid of. He, she's gonna be hanging in the basement for fucking years yeah yeah they're gonna be preserving his body for pearl yeah so he agrees and they head over to the pond to see if she uh fell in and uh jackson suggests that they split up to cover more ground where he ends up finding a car submerged in the water suspiciously it doesn't say but i believe that is probably the guy in the basement's car yeah that that's what it is it's like an old volkswagen mm-hmm. and it's in it's in uh, it doesn't look water. it's been there for too long Mm-mm. so it's definitely uh it's, it was either his car or they've been doing this to a lot of different people but well, i think it that it was kind of that was the only hint they threw in there that where that guy came from yeah i mean well we do know from you know the the prequel of Pearl that you know they have been killing people for quite some time and they do dump bodies or vehicles in that pond so I'm sure there's a lot more stuff in that pond but I think that that car hasn't had a chance to sink yet like you know it's just oh, that's a good there. point yeah, yeah I think that car is pretty new from being there. So it just hasn't had that chance to really sink down in that I mean, mud yet. Car sinks pretty quick, uh, but I guess if it went down and hit some mud or something, it's kind it of in the grass had time too. To kind of sink down into it, they yet. didn't get it actually in the pond for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they just got so many damn cars in there. It ran out of room. Yeah, it's kind of between in the grass. cars, cars and alligators in there. Yeah. There's not much room for anything else. Yeah, one thing I was reading too, and I didn't really realize. I don't know. I didn't quite pick up on it, but you know, the, the, so when, when Jackson actually comes back to where him and Howard were and he sees the uh, flashlight in the grass, the grass slash water, he thinks Howard fell in there and he goes to rescue him Uh, and you know, he doesn't find it. What I did not pick up on is that Howard actually throws the flashlight over there because he wants him to go over there to save him. But what he's really hoping is the alligator gets Jackson. Mm, yeah, I and I didn't that. pick up on that either. I thought that he was just like getting him to go over there so he could get like a good shot on him or something. Well, that, but no, he's actually just trying to get that alligator to do the dirty work. That makes sense because Howard, at least I took this from this whole movie, Howard does not like doing this. This is not Howard. Yeah, he's I, I doing this he to keep Pearl happy. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because he actually confides in Jackson. Um, that he can't please Pearl anymore. And it's all these young people with their sex that's like basically making her horny and enticing <laughs> her into doing these things. And uh, it's right before Jackson dies. He kind of looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because Jackson doesn't, obviously doesn't know that Pearl's he's fucking like, well, being creepy right yet. Then. <laughs> and he's like, okay, it's fucking Let's old go, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, imagine how difficult Howard's life would be if they were in the time of the internet and Pearl had the internet and she was just uh, flicking the bean all the time to the internet. <laughs> would be much bean left. <laughs> but yeah, so Howard then confronts Jackson and he, he shoots him in the chest with a shotgun and he kills him. And Jackson is actually the one character I was actually pissed about 
him getting killed off. Yeah, I wasn't pissed. I was bummed. I, I knew was, that he was probably going to die, but did I did not want him to die. We'll say I did really like his character. I, um, I was loved bummed. His I put that in my notes. I was bummed. I, I, I was would, I was hoping he was going to make it, but I would love if he, you know, we thought he was dead, and at the end, he fucking deweyed it. Yeah, he's he t- oh, we got a line. Went he over took, here. He took a shotty to the chest, yeah, man. He's he's, done. he's 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 got a very 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 large exit wound. I'm sure. And yeah, I don't think dead. he's getting up from that. He's done. Yeah, that sucked though. I really liked him. At least was would have been down for him getting to the end. Yeah, but yeah, so. So after that, we see that Pearl has gotten into the guest house and she's in Maxine's room. Pearl gets naked and gets in bed with her and starts romantically rubbing blood on Maxine's side and back. Yeah, super, super uncomfortable. Uh, And one thing I love, I noticed about this is when she first goes in there, we get the classic Friday the 13th. from the killer's perspective of her creeping up on the bed. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a really, really cool shot, but God, is this, is this scene uncomfortable? Like it, it makes your skin almost crawl. This, this, I remember seeing this scene and being like, this movie is fucked up in all kinds of ways. <laughs> and that's, that's one of the things that makes it great. Like a great horror movie makes you feel like something, whether that's, yeah. whether that's fear, it makes feel you some uncomfortable. Kind of way, for sure. Like, to actually feel feelings and god this movie does a fantastic job with mainly pearl just making you feel fucking uncomfortable yeah i'm really glad that that was a young person dressed in makeup and prosthetics doing all this stuff and this wasn't an actual like 85 year old woman doing all this stuff yeah yeah i agree yeah and this is this is also the part in the movie where you start kind of seeing that pearl has kind of a uh, weird thing with Maxine, kind of a connection. You don't really know what that is yet at this point, but you, she's kind of singling her out a little bit. There's there's some sexual tension stuff going on with her. Yeah, so Maxine, she wakes up, she freaks out, causing Pearl to basically run out of the house. And, uh, you know, this kind of wakes Bobby Lynn up and Bobby Lynn ends up kind of going looking and she finds Pearl standing at the edge of the dock on the pond. And she's thinking Pearl needs some kind of help. And Bobby Lynn tries to talk to her in a comforting way. And Pearl slaps her, pretty much insults her and ends up pushing her into the pond. And Bobby Lynn is pissed. And uh, this huge ass alligator just pops out of the water and pretty much turns turns the water red. Bobby Lynn is she's done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no more OnlyFans for her. She's out of here. She got bitch slapped. I do. I I do really like the the old lady bitch slap there. And uh, I mean, it's very clear at this point after what she says to her, like she kind of says, like you're such a whore. You you don't deserve to to flaunt it in my face like this like pearl has a obsession with sex and wanting to be the center of attention with with the youth Mm -hmm. um she has a uh you can tell by this point she has a severe jealousy she's best very mentally fucked up period so pearl and howard they reunite at the guest house where they end up having sex on the bed that maxine is hiding under scariest scene of the movie yeah um this uh this is terrible you know maxine she could have got out from under that bed and killed them both while they were fucking 
Yeah, she could have. This is this actually that's a question that some people ask why she didn't. That's exactly what I did. I think it was a fear. Yeah, I, I would have beat their brains in while they were going she, at it. She could have got that shotgun and took them both out in one shot. I mean, I don't even know if I thought about the shotgun. I'd have just, you know, I don't know, beat them to death while they were both on top of each other. I, I would have probably just went, you know ape shit on them or something i'm done something but yeah but could you imagine being under that like this wasn't just a sex scene this is vocal like Uh, pearl is is in it like she is into uh, it she's she's talking like very sexual i don't remember exactly which sex i blocked out of my brain i don't want to she's like (laughs) fuck me harder i mean it just it's and she's it's a very hard scene howard's got like one tooth yeah and it's it's uh so it's it's kind of you see Howard's doing all this stuff to make Pearl happy. Like he's doing all going along with all this stuff. His, his main goal is to make Pearl happy. And he's willing to at this point risk his life because he's he's not supposed to be he's got a weak heart. He's he's risking his life. She even says like it's not gonna like she's she wants sex so bad she's even if it even if Howard husband. dies, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's willing to lose him to get that sex and to, to feel like the center of attention again. She is a horny old lady. She is very horny. Yeah. So Maxine manages to sneak out and get to the van where she finds the tire slashed. She grabs that pistol from the glove box though. And she runs into the farmhouse to free a screaming Lorraine and Lorraine becomes hysterical and pretty much blames Maxine for everything. Yeah. I thought that was weird. It's kind of weird that she, like, in the moment kind of freaked out on Maxine. Like, yeah, some at people that point, at that know, point, man. you would just want to get the fuck out of there. Some <laughs> people handle things, uh, stressful situations differently, and she sucks. Well, she does suck for so. doing what she did to RJ, and I do not fucking feel bad for what happens to her. Yeah, I, I really love this next part, too. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, she attempts to run out of the front door of the house, and as soon as she steps out the front door, Howard shoots her in the fucking head with his shotgun. <laughs> oh, it, and it is like a full-on like feet out from under yes, her, like straight her. back. And then one thing I love about this is Howard says like the the typical old man phrase. He's like, "I told her to stay in the basement." Yeah, like just like a typical old guy that didn't just blow somebody's brains out no man it's i i just because it's you don't expect it that's what's great about the scene too is for one it's you know jenna ortega who's for some for some reason just this uh put on his pedestal of horror all of a sudden so you don't think that she's going to go out like that and for one she's not the star of the movie for two she pretty much just gets wiped out. Like she's not even a major factor in all of this stuff that's going on. She gets locked in that basement really before anybody else besides RJ gets killed. She doesn't get out until the end of the movie. Pretty much the final showdown. She gets out and survives what? Two seconds. Oh, it's, it's such a surprise when it happens. And it's, it's just like the scene, the, the way it was shot from where she ran and you see through the house and then out the door and she just gets like, it's just so all of a sudden and you see blood like pink mist and her legs are just out from under her. It was, it was beautiful. And, and the FX job too, that they did on her face. 
uh, when she's being oh, yeah. dragged through. The practical effects. Amazing oh, I in this I movie. I love that because I was worried about that. I was like, damn, we didn't get to actually see it because I'm pretty sure she hits the fucking ground before that, that screen door slams. Like she goes out the door and she's shot and on the ground before that door swings back and yeah, smacks. That seems about right. They are dragging her back in, and then we get this great, great shot of a very realistic looking shotgun blast to her face. And it minus shows her fucking teeth and like it like blew half her face off. What a fantastic job. Yeah. Another reason why I wanted to include the FX team in this. Yeah, that it, it was a great shot. But yeah, so uh, as they're dragging her into the house, her body kind of twitches and she kind of coughs up blood, and this causes Howard to have a fucking heart attack. Well, I think die. This is kind of <laughs> significant because he said he wasn't supposed to be having sex. Yeah. He had a weak heart, and oh, and Pearl didn't care. He just got done having sex. He's dragging a body. That may have been. The nail, like Pearl, him doing this stuff for Pearl, whether it's dragging the body or having sex with her, Pearl actually ended up killing him. Although it was a heart attack, it, it was her that led to his death. Well, he's, you know, killing people and having sex and like doing a bunch of stuff that's obviously caused your heart rate to go up. He's doing all this stuff in the span of a couple hours and, and all of it for Pearl. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, if you got a bad heart, probably need to be hanging out in the house watching tv not out doing um stuff like this yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna risk it if you're if you're old and you're listening to this you're not supposed to be having sex and you're gonna you're gonna risk it or anyway just just have sex don't kill anybody afterwards like and try to drag a body just just you know, take it easy afterwards have sex and then do something boring yeah do scrabble or something fucking knit or Play bingo or something. I don't know. Bingo might be too much after sex, too. You just <laughs> might just want to just watch, watch a Western or something. Some John Wayne. RJ in there, brother. Oh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Lorraine's face. Are you in there, brother? <laughs> How, Howard's heart. Are you in there, brother? <laughs> oh, man. I should have been a theme of this episode. <laughs> Oh man. So Maxine, um, she comes out of her, <laughs> she comes out of her hiding spot with her pistol and she looks at Pearl and she's like, Howard's keys. Are you in there? brother?" <laughs> <laughs> and Pearl says, his truck keys are in there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, Maxine, she pretty much pulls her gun on Pearl and she wants Howard's truck keys and Pearl pretty much is concerned about Howard's dying and uh, Maxine gets the keys and pretty much, you know, says fuck Howard and uh, she gets the keys and then she goes to shoot Pearl and the gun is not loaded and uh, Pearl goes to grab Howard's shotgun and she Fires a shot at Maxine. Maxine kind of dodges it, dodges the shot. She kind of ducks onto the ground. And the shotgun blast sends Pearl flying backwards through the fucking front door and into the yard. No, so so this is kind of a confusing part. So uh, I think that the gun actually malfunctioned. I think that's what happens here because right afterwards you hear the preacher 
on the TV that's playing say, uh, that's what I call divine intervention. Because it, oh. I mean, it blows her back through the door. And, yeah, explodes. And, and when when uh, Maxine goes out there, she's like bleeding from the stomach and crawling on the ground. So that I think that was the significance of the preacher playing in the background saying like, that's what I call divine intervention right oh, after. Man. And it literally blows her back through the door. So uh, I don't know if the barrel was close. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different malfunctions that can happen. They're not very common, but it is possible. And it seems like it, it kind of backfired and blew up on her. Maybe Howard's heart and gun both gave <laughs> out at the same <laughs> They night. did. They did. They had the same shelf life. Uh, uh, but yeah I, th I thought that was so that's that's not explained very well in the movie you're just kind of like i seen her bleeding but i thought it was maybe from like I mean, the door or something you, could you see you know? this for the first time and you're like what the fuck like what <laughs> how did that happen this lady just i mean she flies back like eight foot through a door like I you're like it was great <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's good it's good shit but um, I think they added that part in there. That's what I call divine intervention. Um, and then the blood just to kind of show you that the gun malfunctioned. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, I loved it. It was great. I just love that scene of her just old bitch fucking through the fucking flying air. backwards <laughs> out that door. I mean, we get two great scenes with the shotgun and the screen door back to back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's more to come too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she flies. She flies out of the out of the fucking door, and um, Maxine she gets up and she pretty much takes off running, and uh, she goes to get in the truck. And Pearl's kind of at first kind of pleading for help, and she's like, "I broke my hip." And Maxine's like, "Fuck off!" And as she's going to get into the truck, Pearl starts kind of berating her and insulting her and talking shit. Oh yeah. She's and, talking mad. Shit. Yeah. She's talking, she's getting her, she's getting her licks in and Maxine gets in the truck and puts that thing in reverse and backs over Pearl's head. Another great, oh, another man. great scene yeah. with, for the FX department. Oh Pearl, yeah. Pearl actually tells Maxine like the last word she says is, uh, you're not special. It'll all be taken yep. from you just like me. That kind of reiterates her hate and jealousy she has for Maxine. She has like this obsession. I don't know. She sees her young self in Maxine and what she used to be. And so she, she's literally talking shit to her death, mm -hmm. which was a beautiful death too. Yeah. Uh, the FX, like the, the, the watermelon flat. head explosion on the tire. Uh, that was... It's good shit. Oh, man, it was fantastic. Great way for Pearl to go. I don't know if I could really think of a better, I don't know, a better way for her to, for her to go out. Yeah. But yeah, so the next morning, well, we pretty much, we get, you know, a shot of, of uh, Maxine. She, you know, kicks it into drive and she guns it and she takes off and what she does a little bit of cocaine she, you know, throughout the movie, and we talk about it much, but throughout the movie, she does a little bit of cocaine and then she kind of she kind of amps herself up and talks about how great she is, a little bit of narcissistic fucking stuff. super narcissistic yeah. stuff. But that's what she does and pretty much just drives off into the night. And then the next morning, the police arrive at the farm and they find the bodies. And it is uh it is it is revealed in the television that is at the, the farmhouse that's been playing that Maxine is the daughter of the fanatical Christian preacher 
whose speeches are continuously aired on TV throughout the film. Yep, the gas station in the beginning. Yep, the pretty much scene. the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get this, you know, this preacher that's just up there preaching all the time. Uh, I don't know why everyone's watching the same guy, but he They're is in the South. Yeah, he is that's what yeah. they did in 1978 in the South. He is pretty much um, at the very end. He's kind of talking about how his daughter has been corrupted and hopefully she, you know, returns to the church or something. And that is pretty much the reveal that she comes from this uh, kind of real, real Christian preacher family who obviously is uh, he's also, I guess, making a bunch of money and getting his ass kicked by his not ass kick ass kissed by all of his uh followers i don't know what would they be called they're called followers yeah, people uh, that cult are, followers i don't know uh, if it'd be cult, cult people just i mean it, it just seems is, like a regular a cult i don't know i guess it could be a cult i don't <laughs> know it doesn't really say well no it just seems like some uh, some branch of christianity i'm sure but, some people that uh, pay him money to talk for yeah, hours <laughs> uh, some some scheming preachers that go up there and build them preach yeah. God and build themselves, uh, you know, $10 million houses. He's one of those guys. Uh, and it kind of shows that Maxine was, you know, maybe a little bit of what drives her narcissism. Um, Comes she from was him. raised super, super religious, which means she was probably kept away from most things, very strict, and then has this super narcissistic dad, more than likely. I think that, that it just kind of shows maybe a little bit kind of what drives her narcissism. A lot of people who are raised overly religious sometimes turn out that way. Yeah. So the police end up finding RJ's camera and they speculate what could be on it. And pretty much the idea is it being a really fucked up horror film. And mm-hmm. that is when we finally get the title card for the movie. And then we get the credits. I think, I think, so with Maxine's dad relationship with her dad and the preacher, I think that's going to be touched on a lot in the, the next movie. I think that's kind of why they put that in there. I think that's going to be significant. I think this, so Maxine is supposed to be a sequel to X, right? It is, yeah. but it is set. It's set a little bit further down the road. It is, uh, I don't know, this is 79, so it could be, I think it's anywhere between five to eight years after this movie. Okay. Yeah, she has actually become somewhat famous at this point. Oh, she does get famous. She yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm but, sure they'll touch on that. They haven't released a whole lot of info, being real secretive about it, but from, you know, the production pictures and stuff, I have seen that she has, she has had success in her pornographic uh, a career. Yeah, I thought Bobby Lynn was better from the shots. Just gonna say, because um, one thing that this movie does, which is really cool, and I meant to mention this earlier. So throughout the movie, they actually flash back and forth between the porn being yeah. filmed. Mm-hmm. It's like the movie, the the porn within the movie, uh, and you know, I really like that. Thought that was really cool. Yeah, they 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 separate kind of like what you're seeing by, you know, change it. They, they do one of those old, almost like eight millimeter kind of mm-hmm. things, you know, so you can separate. That's the, the mo- two. movie within the movie. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you can tell 
the the way it was filmed, but they show little glimpses of the porno, not just the the acting in the porno and different shots of that. I did love that they did that. Yeah, on the DVD, you can actually watch the whole the whole thing put yeah. in put in uh, order too. I've seen it. The far- yes. was it the farmer's daughter? The farmer's daughter. Yeah. They don't show the sex scenes though, don't they? No, no. Them that those are you got to watch the movie for those. Yeah. Disappointing. Uh, just watch the movie for the sex scenes and just just rewind it. But yeah, I thought that's <coughs> uh, that, yeah, that's the end. But yeah, that's that yeah, that is the end of X, and what a what a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I thought it. Was, I thought it was really good. Oh um, yeah. Well, we'll get we'll we'll get into what we think here in a little in, in a minute. We'll we'll talk about that with rating. But yeah, well, we don't have a ton. I don't have a ton of uh, I don't know. I guess like facts and stuff about the movie, but I do have a couple interesting things. So, the the man in the basement. So the man found in the basement is also seen in a missing persons ad on the milk carton that Jackson takes a sip of. Ah, oh, little Easter egg. Yeah. Did not notice that. Yeah, so he has been missing for quite some time. So they've been they've been hanging on to him for a little while. And one thing I did find out a little bit separately is he died from a bunch of stab wounds in his abdomen and uh like his rib cage or whatever. So she just kind of tortured him by just like stabbing him in a bunch of random spots with knives. It was very very clear that she did some sexual stuff too. Oh yeah. yeah. Like some some creepy creepy stuff going on there. But yeah, so they you know kind of kidnap people and then she ties them up in the basement and does weird sex stuff with them for a while. And obviously, you know, they had I don't know, they might have just killed him that day when cuz they knew Wayne was coming. So they had to make make some room for the new guy. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I wonder if it's planned. Like, what they're doing is planned. Because Howard kind of makes it like he's trying to rent this place out, and these young people keep enticing his wife. I know it's planned on her part, but I wonder if it's planned on his part. I Because he almost seems like he doesn't enjoy doing it, and he's just trying to keep Pearl happy. And he's kind of ends up, you know, he's kind of a victim. Of a crazy ass wife, I think it's I think it's planned. I don't think he really likes doing it, but I think Pearl would drive him nuts if they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I don't think he wants. I don't think he. I think if he had his choice, they wouldn't do it. But, um, you know, he's got to do it because for one, they probably need the money, and yeah. for two, because like as soon as he got that, well, money they don't from have Wayne, to kill him to get the money, like. Well, uh, he rents the place out and then gets there and they, he gets the money from him. Because as soon as he got that money from Wayne, the first thing he did was go to the store. Yeah. So I think they need the that, money. That's what makes me question it, and though. Then, like, is, is he renting it out because they need the money and Pearl just keeps end up ending up like killing these people? It almost seems like he wants to keep Pearl away from them. Like he's pissed when he finds out they're in the house. Like he does not want Pearl. And these people staying in this house interacting at all. Uh, maybe maybe he has to rent it out for money. And she keeps doing this. And he tries to keep her away from them. But just every time it ends up being Pearl's weird sexual murder fetish thing coming out. Maybe they rent it to some people every now and then that she's just not into. Maybe like another old person and she's just like, I'm not into that. And then that person 
leaves. Like they, she's they like, don't no, notice anything. That lady's ugly. No, um, she's not turning me on. Not Maybe like an overweight person. Not, she's not, not jealous into that. of this. But um, so so right before production started on X, Ty West wrote the prequel, uh, which being Pearl. And he wrote it during his two week quarantine for COVID in his New Zealand hotel. And once A24 greenlit the film, he asked my goth if she wanted to stay in New Zealand after X was finished and do Pearl, which she agreed. So X was originally written as just a standalone movie. It was written, it was greenlit, and you know, everything was good to go. And it was just, it was really just set up to be its own movie. And then pretty much because of COVID and quarantine uh, is why we ended up getting a trilogy out of it. Hmm. It was pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I, I would have thought that they were written together. Yeah. I had thought, I thought I'd always heard that they were originally written to be a trilogy, but no, it was written just to be one single film. And I was wondering if, if, cause I know you said it was shot during COVID COVID times, if, if that uh, affected any of the filming or caused the movie to get pushed back or anything, I guess they're filming on a kind of isolated set. So that, that makes it much easier. Yeah. Um, so you, like I said, they filmed it in New Zealand. It was all filmed in New Zealand and, uh, they, they went to this farm and pretty much rented out yeah, this little this piece of land farm for a set yeah. and they built the barn. That's the only thing they really built. And, uh, they just filmed the whole thing there. And then there was, uh, that town, there was a little town where the, that farm is located in they the only other place they filmed was the town hall i don't know what they filmed there i don't probably know maybe the, the gas, gas station probably thing. but other than that everything else was filmed just at that little farming area yeah so the, the only other, only other place is the gas station and uh so the clearly strip club that they're walking out in the very beginning of the movie so i'd imagine it was one of those two things that they filmed outside of this farm. So, I mean, my point was that that probably makes it much easier for COVID protocols when yeah. you're all isolated, staying on a farm, shooting this movie. Yeah. Well, the movie was originally written, you know, before COVID even existed. So I don't really know if it was ever written it, with any other, with any other locations or anything in mind. I don't know how much COVID affected it, but if it was a written originally, like it turned out, you know, COVID didn't really affect this movie at all. I mean, it was already a small, small cast, small setting. It's so. like COVID did make it a trilogy, though. It did, yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. But so, I don't know. Next, we got Kills. 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 Yeah. Best you want me to go first? Well, um, what are you going to do? You're going to go with your favorite? Because yeah. I got a total. Oh, okay. I got okay. a total. Yeah, go with your total first. So the my, total. My apologies. I, I jumped into best kills. I, you got too eager. A lot of good kills. You got too <laughs> eager. That's fine. Kills you in there, brother. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> um, so the total. <laughs> the total is eight. With, with one of the eight being off screen. That's which, good. Which is the, the guy in the basement. Yeah. So we got seven on screen, eight being one off screen. 
So the kills are RJ, Wayne, unnamed man in the basement, Jackson, Bobby Lynn, Lorraine, Howard, Pearl. A couple of little things about the kills. RJ was officially stabbed 23 times and officially he was decapitated. Hmm. Yeah, yeah so, that's what I said. It, it, was, it just kept going some, and going and somebody going. Somebody watched the movie and counted the stabs. That's how they found that out. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. You, now, it, now, it, now we can do favorite. Literally, if you look at it, so every main character other than Maxine died. Yep. Everybody was killed. Yeah. And they filled in another one because Maxine lived. So they, they got the guy in the basement. So eight, yep. eight main characters, eight, eight kills. I like it. Mm-hmm. They would, so th- when it comes to best kills, this one, this one's a tough one. It was. It, it's a tough one. It took because me a long time. The FX department did such an amazing job. Um, I will say it, uh, it's, it's so Pearl head. That's a good one. That that's a tough one. Let's see. I, I think I got to go with RJ. I think, think I got to go with RJ's kill. Your favorite kill is RJ. Uh, yeah. The, 23 the, times. 23 times. It, it, it just kept going. And get, and it was such an uncomfortable scene. Like the, the FX was, was perfect. They couldn't have did that any better. But just at that part in the movie, you don't really know that Pearl is like this sexually deviant, murderous, horny old fucking lady. Mm-hmm. And she straddles him kind of sexually and just starts. And it's like you just. You think like, is it gonna stop? But it doesn't. Her Pearl getting her head ran over was a close second, and then uh, also a close second and a half, I should say, not even third. It was so good uh, was was the shotgun, the 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 shotgun that Lorraine takes, just because of how surprising it was. So you're going favorite RJ, RJ, yes, and then what a close second being Pearl. Second and second and a half, yeah, second being Pearl and, half and Lorraine. Okay, all right. That's you know that's pretty good. I I can I can see why you would say those. Okay, but what what do you got? What do I got? <laughs> oh well, I got my favorite kill being RJ. Ah, and my honorable mentions being Pearl and Lorraine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great minds think alike. Yeah, the RJ kill. I went back and forth between the Pearl and the RJ kill because the effects team did such a good job. Uh, Pearl almost ended up being my favorite because um, it was so good to see Pearl die in such a perfect way. I really couldn't come up with a better way for her to die. But the RJ kill is, man, you know, it's like if she would have stabbed him four or five times, eh. But the fact that she stabbed, you know what, you know what put it over the edge though, was that last shot of his neck just wide open. Yeah, the de- that's what the did decapitation. That's what did it? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's not only twenty three stabs, but they're actually showing you the stabs into the neck. Why this is going on in between shots, the blood splattering, which just is an ode to how good the FX team did with it. Uh, Man, it took her 23 stabs to destroy this thing. Yep. And it just keeps, and you have the sound of it, and it just keeps going, and it, it's, it's, it is a great kill. Yeah, yeah that, that's what put it over the edge for me, was that very last shot. 
And then, you know, of course, the Pearl was fantastic. And then we get the Lorraine, which was, you know, another good shot at the end with, with her face kind of blown off. But the the shocking aspect of that kill is what kind of is what kind of put it up there on that honorable mentions list. So, yeah, but yeah, that is that is my kill list. It's kind of weird. We're good such stuff. weird people. We have a kill list. Ha. Huh. This this one was a uh, a tough kill. God, it was a lot of times. There's one that stands out, but this one there was a couple. This was our first movie that we had such a hard, a really hard time picking. You know, like a like a favorite. I don't know, like a favorite kill because they were they were all so good. I mean, there's a lot of really good. I mean, all these kills are really good. You know, I love there's stuff I love about the the Wayne kill is is hilarious. Um, I hated the Jackson kill. Good. Hated it. The Bobby Lynn kill with the alligator, that alligator coming up and grabbing her and pulling her in is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Howard just getting scared to death was funny. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of really good kills in this. The Bobby one, too, like after she gets eaten and Pearl's just standing there, it's quiet, and she's like, bitch. Oh, God, I yeah. love that. So yeah. Such an old lady, like angry, like, yeah. now I bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, next we got ratings. Dun, dun, dun. You you want to go first? You want me to take this one? It doesn't matter to me. I know. I know. I'm interested to see what yours was, because I know in the last one we got, we gave it the same rating. Did we? Yeah. Shit, and we were that. only like two points off on vacancy, and then we. Uh, I remember the that last one. I think it was like a three point. I don't know. I think yours was a point six. Mine was like a point eight or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, or maybe mine was a three point five. Yours was three three. They were. It was. It was point two off, and then the last one we did. They were. It was. It was the same, which was the faculty. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I gave the faculty. I no. think we both gave it a three point eight. Oh, I got it, got it up right here. Pretty sure it was both both at three point eight. I don't have it up here. I must did it right off the top of my head. I don't have it. I don't have it typed out. Oh, you just copied me. So it happened. I got rolled with just it. Like, damn, he made some good points. I did. Gonna go with that. Yeah. Well, I got this one typed out. <laughs> in big bold font too it is in font 21.5 with bold no nope. wasn't fucking around here you, you 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 want me to, you want me to kick it off yeah go ahead all right so i'm gonna give this one a 4.3 out of five hmm that was a great movie man um, i ain't gonna give it a five out of five five out of five yeah it's not a, it's not a perfect movie no it's not a perfect movie okay. it's a great movie okay Wow, if you give it a five, I mean, I mean, that's like the best movie you've ever seen as a five out of five. Okay. Um, 4.3. God, now you make me think it should be high. Anyway, 4.3. Uh, it, it's, it's a slow burn. It starts out slow, but it develops the story amazingly well. Uh, the cinematography was great. The acting was great. The practical effects were great all the way around. Yeah, practical uh, that, effects of five out of five. Yeah, that yeah, I will I will say that. I put even put in my notes the FX team was absolutely fantastic. Um I really like this. Like I said earlier, good horror film makes you feel like it makes you feel 
you know, real emotion, whether that's fear, anxiety, horny, uncomfort, <laughs> horny, but just want to add some, some make you feel horny scenes in it. Um, this movie did amazingly well in multiple places, making you feel extremely fucking uncomfortable, mainly with Pearl, like the old, the old lady's sexual murderous tension. Uh, it was just a lot of uncomfortableness. And that's really, that's a big part of any time I write any movie is, is did it have a part where it made me feel something? Mm. And yeah, uncomfortable was, was a bit, I mean, it makes your skin crawl at certain points. It does. And, but yeah, like I said, cinematography, acting, practical effects, everything was really, really good, really solid in this movie. 4.3, I would definitely uh, suggest if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Yeah, this is definitely a movie that if you have not seen it, man, if you have not seen it and you listen to this whole episode, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you, you have now kind of, you know, everything. I don't know. This isn't a movie that would really no, it would would hurt say, the movie. It, yeah, actually, it would, to not, to, yeah it would, you know, it's not like a whodunit. Yeah, the cinematography, the FX, we can only explain stuff so good. The cinematography, we can can't even really explain that good at all. It's just got that old grindhouse. Uh, it's a it's a timepiece. Takes place in the late seventies. They do a, an amazing job with that. The different shots, the the film they shot it on. It's one of those things where you definitely you got to see it to really get the feel of it. I don't think listening to this would would affect that. No. Yeah, definitely go check it out. Whether you, whether you, pretty much listen to this whole episode and kind of already know, uh, it's it's still a very good movie. It's fun, but yeah, we'll do. I don't know. I guess I'll do my rating before I get into kind of what I think about it. That makes more sense, huh? Yeah, yeah. So. I gave this movie a 4.5 out of 5. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's close. It's pretty close to a perfect movie for me. Uh, you know, I... Oh, man, I rarely give a 5 star five, to a movie. Man, 5 is hard. Like, you know... I've done it. I've done it. It's got to be, like, one of the best movies you've ever seen. Yeah. X, X is a great movie. And all the way around, they nailed it. And I could definitely do 4.5. Like, I, you know, I can be convinced of a 4.5. It's a good enough movie. But a perfect movie, that's like, it's got to be one of the best movies you've ever seen. Yeah, uh, it's a 4.5 for me. It's, it is a, it is a fun movie if you like these kind of movies. I really like the style. I love the, uh, the, gore the sex the uh i mean those are those are things that i like to watch in movies because you know those are not part of my everyday life you know they're just entertaining to really see exaggerated on film and it really takes me back to and i know it's probably been said so many times but it really takes me back to kind of the texas chainsaw massacre kind of feeling of maybe the first time i seen that it just has that. It's it's one of those movies that you watch and it makes you feel like you are hot. Like it's, you know, it's got that like, damn, it's like 110 degrees in the summertime right now. 
Yeah. You know, like you, you know, it just has that, it has that grimy. Makes you feel. You know, summertime yeah. misery feeling to it. And I love the way all that stuff is, is done. And it's done to where it feels low budget, but not low budget cheap. Like low budget, but good. Yeah. You know, like you don't always need millions and millions like a hundred million dollars or 50 million dollars to make something good this is proof that you can take a smaller amount of money and just have good people a good team and a good story and make a fucking good movie and that is this movie could do with a million dollars what movies with 20 or 50 million dollars can't do and that is that is what makes this uh, a four point five, in my opinion. And I will watch this movie, you know, so many more times in my life because it is just, it is just that movie. I we we have a um, you know, we have like a projector and we like to set it up outside. And uh, you know, there's certain movies for certain time of year, and this is definitely a movie to put on a projector for a summertime kind of outside at nighttime, maybe cooking out. It's hot outside. It's kind of sticky. We live in a very humid part of the country. So this is a movie that is probably better experienced in that same environment. And it just makes it even more, I don't know, it's just like a better part of the experience. But, you know, this is a movie where I would save for, you know, almost that time of year. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. This is one of those movies, too, that really, like, snuck up on me. Like, we went and seen it in theaters, not having huge expectations. And I absolutely love when that happens. When you go, you you haven't heard much about a movie. You don't have high expectations. You're just kind of wanting to go see a movie. And it turns out to be such a good movie. Yeah, I had such a big smile on my face coming out of the theater after seeing this. Like, you know, I couldn't couldn't wait to talk about it. Couldn't wait to get in the car and talk about it. Yeah, it's good good shit. Yeah, definitely. It was a good pick to do an episode on. Uh shit, man. I look forward to, you know, one day we'll probably do another episode on it. Um eventually we'll probably maybe do like a like an episode on all three of them. Once all three of them have come out and we kind of do an episode on all three of them together and you know, kind of them as a trilogy. Because right now um, as this recording, uh, only Pearl has come out. And Pearl, definitely not X. It did not get a, a 4.3 or 4.5. Nope. Either one. Very, very, uh, very different movie. If you... Feels different. It's done. Yeah. I guess they, it was it's meant... supposed to be. It, yeah, they, they meant to do it that way. Yeah. It's, it's a good time piece, but yeah. it is not X. It is not X, so... Uh, we won't say too much about Pearl. This is not an episode about Pearl. Th- you know, g- watch X and definitely watch Pearl. You know, it, it goes along with, you know, this trilogy. You got to watch them all. X is good enough to drag Pearl. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like, this is a good enough movie. Like, if if you if you're going to watch it, you got to watch all three. I don't even know what the magazine's going to be like, but of course, we're going to watch it because X was so fucking good. Yep. Definitely. But yeah, that's, I don't know, that's all we really got to say about X. I mean, you know, we could probably stay here and talk about X for, you know, another 45 minutes. No. 
No, they probably want to watch it at this point. Yeah, hopefully, go, hopefully go we've made it. you want to watch it. Go watch it. It's absolutely, absolutely worth it. I mean, shit, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a ninety-six percent. So yeah, that that's that's almost unheard that's impressive. of. Impressive. Huh. It's a very very artsy movie to get that. But yeah, um, I mean, as of this time, we haven't really talked about what we're going to do next. I do want to do kind of a more of a classic movie though. Yeah. Like something I don't know, something older but a classic movie that kind of everybody really likes. Don't know what that's going to be yet. But we'll we'll figure that out. I don't know, we'll figure that yeah, out and we'll get some good shit going. We're we're creeping up on uh Halloween season. There's yep. going to be a lot of good stuff, a lot of classics and stuff come out of that, so Nope, go watch X. It's good shit. Nope. Even if it's just for the kills, it's worth it. You there, brother? <laughs> Goddamn horny old old ladies. Mm-hmm.